welcome Hoosier fans to another victorious episode of the Doing the Work post-game show as tonight your fifth-seeded Indiana Hoosiers win over the 13th-seeded Rutgers Scarlet Knights. I had a brain moment there. Um, in the first, their first game of the Big Ten tournament on the second day of the tournament, Indiana knocked off Rutgers 66-54. to this now takes Indiana to 20 and seven on the year. That is now our seventh year in a row with a 20 win season. All right, well, I am your host, Kathy Amos, and uh, with a last minute change in our lineup, Jeff is unable to make us, so coming in off of the bench is my co-host, Sean Cron. And today we will break down the game for you on this edition of Doing the Work. This is the new show on the Back Home Network dedicated to covering IU women's basketball. So let's start the show the way we start every show, and that is with our banner moment. So for me, John, I'm gonna go back um, actually to the very end of the game. And it was with 116 left in that fourth quarter, and Allie Happer hit her fifth three in, um, for the game and actually tied a Big Ten tournament record for most threes hit by a woman in the Big Ten tournament. And I thought this was a good banner moment because we had a, a three from Allie early on. And really, I just thought from tip into the end that she really just helped set the tone and really led the team to a good shooting night. When maybe there were other things that weren't quite going on the, might, the way we would want it to, I thought our defense wasn't quite as sharp as maybe we'd have liked to see. We are definitely a little careless with the ball, which we'll get into, I'm sure, in, in more detail today. But I think our, our shining moment for our team tonight was our shooting, and especially from Allie. And for me, that was our, um, the banner moment for me for the game. And our banner moment today, as always, is brought to you by our friends at Homefield Apparel. Now in their fifth season of sponsoring the assembly call, and their first in the presenting, as the presenting sponsor for the Back Home Network. And did you know that among Homefield's large collection of vintage IU apparel is a shirt commemorating one of the most successful seasons in the history of women's basketball program? It's true. When you go to the IU collection, you'll find a t-shirt commemorating the 1983 season when Indiana won the Big Ten and made its first NCAA tournament appearance. Given what the women's team is doing this year, it might be time for a new shirt. And if you support other college teams or have people in your life that do, Homefield probably has something for them as well. Their product line now extends to more than 120 different schools with unique vintage logos for all of them. And no matter what you buy, you know it will be comfortable and the colors will last through many washings. Plus, you're supporting an Indiana-based company that came up through Kelly, so what could be better than that? Go to homefieldapparel.com and use our promo code HOME, H-O-M-E, to save 15% off your entire first order. Again, that's homefieldapparel.com and the promo code is home, H-O-M-E. We're one for the team. Okay, now it's time to move the ball and find the open player and get some opening thoughts from the rest of our, our team. And Sean, I will pass it over to you. What what do you have for us tonight? Uh, thanks, Kathy. Uh, and yeah, thanks for having me on the show again. Um, yeah, as you said in the, in the beginning there, you know, this game, uh, you know, there was some high points and some low points, and it just kind of kind of seemed to, you know, have its peaks and valleys, uh, both on the offensive end and the and the defensive end. Um, but uh, but overall, you know, hey, this is our first uh, first game of this uh, this year's Big Ten tournament, and uh, we came away with a victory. So we uh, we pulled it off in the end, um, and uh, you know, we'll we'll highlight some of these uh, stats as we go through. 
uh, through the rest of the uh, show tonight. But uh, uh, yeah, I think uh, I think overall, I mean, it, we came away with a victory. Uh, there's some some things that we need to uh, learn from this uh, from this game. Some things we need to get better at. Uh, but then there's uh, some things that we did really well. So I think we need to, uh, you know, point those out and uh, uh, applause our uh, girls for that. Absolutely. 100% agree. So as we continue our breakdown of Indiana's 54 to 66 win over Rutgers, we will point out today's meaningful moments you might have missed. And then we'll go inside the numbers to highlight the most important statistical notes from the game. You are listening to the Doing the Work post-game show. Again, my name is Kathy Amos. I'm here with my co-host, Sean Cron, and we are breaking down Indiana's 54-66 win over Rutgers in the Big Ten Tournament. So it's time now for meaningful moments that you might have missed or maybe just meaningful moments that everybody saw that we want to talk about. So, Sean, um, I think we've been going kind of quarter by quarter. So why don't we start with the first quarter? And um, how about you kick us off? What is something that really um, um, jumped out to you? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, to, to begin the game, I thought we, uh, you know, at the 730 mark, I marked down that, uh, you know, we had a block by McKenzie Holmes. And then at the 702 mark, there was another block by McKenzie Holmes. And I wrote down, you know, hey, is is this going to set the tone for the game? You know, is, is our defense going to step step up and set the tone? Um, you know, and so, so I was really looking forward to that. Uh, you know, unfortunately, you know, that, you know, kind of wavered off back and forth throughout the throughout the night or throughout the game, um, but you know it was a good start to uh, to that first quarter. Um, and uh, you know another uh, a couple other uh, moments I had written down was uh, at the 2:59 mark. Uh, Allie had hit her first uh, first three pointer, and you know as you had said earlier, I mean she went uh, you know had five three pointers tonight, so. Uh, that was just the the first uh, of many tonight, and it really really set the tone, I think, in this uh, in this game. Yeah, I, I agree, and I you know um, I I have that same um, alley three written down, but what I had written down was not just the three, but some of the the things that led up to it. So that started around actually the three nineteen mark, where there was a three second call on on Mac and. Um, that led to a quick Rutgers layup that actually led Rutgers to their second lead. So they had led um, when they scored first zero to two. And then, you know, we came back and ended up winning that first segment five to eight. So three points. Um, and that, that, uh, then we got a little slow here coming out of that first media timeout and that layup gave Rutgers that lead um, to nine to eight. Um, but as you mentioned, then we, you know, Allie came down and followed it up with her first three in the night. And that put us up nine to 11. Um, then, uh, you know, following up, you know, Quang pointed out here in the chat that this was a very low scoring game. And that's true. We had the first and the third ranked Big Ten teams on defense um, playing each other tonight. So not surprising that it was a low scoring game. And, you know, again, we'll get into it with the when we get inside the numbers, but it was kind of sloppy on both sides of the ball as well. Um, one could argue, was it sloppy because of the play or was it because of the defense? I would say it was probably a combination of both. Um, but at that 204 mark, um, 
we uh <laughs> i thought that the Rutgers defense was actually really well on display you you know Rutgers really does a lot of switching and really well communicating i thought and they were playing some really tough d and grace wagner was in off of the bench and you know she really had to put up a shot at the last minute ended up airballing it and it ended up with a shot clock and one of our turnovers in that half or in that quarter rather so i, I thought there were a couple of times in that first quarter in particular we ended up with with six turnovers in the quarter. Uh, I, I thought that some of it was caused by Tufty and some of it was just maybe some careless play. But um, what did you feel about our play in terms of taking care of the ball or our defense on the other end in that first quarter? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, as far as taking care of the ball, we definitely could have done better. Um, you know, we had uh, we had a few turnovers uh, tonight, um, uh, especially in that first quarter. Uh, I don't know if it was, it was just nerves or, or, or what, but uh, Definitely could have taken care of the ball uh, a lot better tonight. Um, you know, one other thing I was uh, I was going to mention, uh, you had pointed out that uh, Grace Wagner, you know, you know, she came in off the bench. Another one was that I'd like to see uh, right away was uh, Ariel Wisney. Uh, she came in for it was, it was only a minute in that first quarter, but I'd like to see that early on because that you know. Um, you know, McKenzie was going to need a rest tonight, you know, with with Keandra Brown being out tonight. McKenzie was going to need rest, uh, and with Ariel coming in, just she didn't play a whole lot tonight, but she was just able to provide enough relief, uh, give give uh, McKenzie and uh, Alexa a rest, and uh, you know so they can keep their legs under them for the rest of the game. Yeah, I would agree. I think um, Ariel didn't um, put up a whole lot of numbers other than her minutes that she yeah. played, which are five minutes, but she did what she needed to do in this game. As you mentioned, Keanu Brown was out with a hip injury. This was a, a reoccurring injury uh, that she re-aggravated yesterday. Um, there is a chance that she will play tomorrow, so um, hopefully uh, we'll get Keandra back. But um, I, I didn't have a whole lot other than um, maybe the last play of the quarter I thought we should probably touch on, right? So um, with 43 seconds, Matt gets the ball down low, um, and she, I think, hit her first field goal of the game. With 43 seconds left in the quarter, we go down, and I, we played some pretty good D there on, on Rutgers there, and then we got the ball back with a chance to really run that clock out, which we did and Allie capped it with a three-pointer to end the quarter. Um, so we ended up winning that quarter 10-16. to 16. But anything else that jumped out to you you want to talk about in the first quarter? I think, you know, that that shot that you had just touched on right there, you could see that when Allie put that up, she knew that was going in. You could, yes. you could tell her confidence <laughs> was, confidence. was on high tonight. Yeah. Uh, so, and it, and it was a good feeling. So, uh, you know, that uh, that shot put us up, what, 16-10 uh, to 10 at the end of the first um, so it, it really, you know, it was, it was really good to see her have a start to a good night. Um, you know, the other thing I wanted to touch on, uh, you know, is that at the end of the first quarter, you know, IU only had six field goals, but they also had six turnovers in that first quarter. So, uh, you know, there, there was, there was a lot of turnovers that first quarter, a lot of stuff that they needed to clean up. And I think going forward, they're going to really have to work on that. Yeah. And, and Rutgers almost matched us with that. They were four of 14 from the field and had three turnovers themselves. So yeah, it wasn't exactly the prettiest of basketball. Again, probably a combination of the tough defense that both teams tend to play. That's both of their, their calling cards. So 
Um, all right, well, let's move on into the second quarter. Um, and, and I'm going to go ahead and start us off really fairly in, close into the game, or into that quarter, rather, 742. Uh, Rutgers just got another offensive rebound and put it back uh, in for two. And at that point, it made the game 16 to 18. So they were within two of us. And I wanted to point that out, not necessarily because I thought that was a specifically meaningful moment. I just thought in general, that Rutgers really hit the board hard when they were on the offensive end. And that really ended up showing, um, again, we'll, we'll get into offensive rebounds and the numbers later, but I thought it really ended up showing in, in a different game against a different caliber of team. I think that could really come back to hurt us. So that is one thing in particular I'll be wanting to look at tomorrow is that they hit the defensive glass a little better. So that was one I just wanted to point out, but what do you have in that second quarter, Sean? You know, one of the things I noticed in the second quarter was, uh, you know, you know, we turned we turned the ball over, but we also got some takeaways in that second quarter too. And I believe we ended up with three steals in that second quarter alone. Uh, one by uh, Nikki at the 7:02 mark, um, and then uh, one by uh, Grace Berger at the 4:55 mark, and then another by Chloe Moore McNeil at the 4:06 mark. So, um, so. Although we weren't able to take, you know, take really good care of the ball like we, we would like them to see, we were at least stepping it up on defense and getting some takeaways also. Yeah, and some of those turned into some really nice points. So you pointed out the steal from Nikki at 7.01. That actually led down the other end for a three from Allie. That ended up being her third put us up 16 to 21 in the game. Um, and at that point too, you know, there was a lot of plays coming after that. I didn't write all of them down, but you could really see that we were trying to get Grace the ball as well. So we we're coming up and screening around that free throw line on one side, letting Grace cut around to the other side. Um, they started double teaming her off of that, that screen, um, but that was allowing her then to get the ball open, or excuse me, get the ball to an open person. And um, I think that showed up in Grace's stat line, which again, we'll talk more about this in detail detail, but Grace ended up with six assists. And I thought a lot of that was because I thought we were playing, running a lot of plays for Grace that were leading to either some nice little pull-up jumpers from her, her spot, as I like to call it, um, or an assist for Grace. Um, but yes, I had that same thing with the steal for for Chloe that uh, then um, she took it down and drove it uh, for a layup on the other end. She didn't make it, but she ended up getting fouled and she ended up with him hitting two free throws. That play put us up 20 to 26. Um, what else did you have going on in that second quarter? I think one of the big things that I noticed uh, was uh, Alexa. Uh, she got into some uh, foul, tr foul trouble uh, early this game. Uh, with a minute three left, she picked up her third foul um, and and had to sit uh, for the rest of the half, which, you know, it was only a minute, so that didn't hurt us too bad. But um, she, uh, you know, I think because of those fouls, um, she didn't have a really good night. Um, she did have a, a couple turnovers also, but, um, you know, I think, you know, you had, you had hit on it already. It was, you know, Grace Berger tonight. Uh, her mid-range game was, was on fire. I mean, they, they were uh, allowing her to shoot that shot all night long, and, and she was taking advantage of it. Yeah, the, Grace had a great night. Um, yeah, Lexi ended up with that third foul with a minute three left to go in that in that half. Um, but right before that, um, we did have a nice 8-0 run that really helped give us a nice cushion. So that started um, pretty early on and didn't, or not early on, but it came really quickly. Um, it ended um, at the 217 mark, but that was a nice run to sort of in that first, uh, excuse me, that second quarter, first half. Um, and, you know, we ended up 
playing them even in that that quarter, um, but went into the the locker room with a nice six point lead of twenty six to thirty two. Um, I didn't have anything else in the first or the second quarter. Anything, Sean, for you that you'd like to point out? No, I think it kind of goes back to, uh, you know, you had said that we had played them evenly in that second quarter, and this was kind of where I was talking about it. It was kind of like a lot of ups and downs uh, uh, in this game tonight, you know, and uh, that first quarter we uh, we ended up plus six, and then the second quarter we ended up playing them even, and then you'll, you'll see throughout the rest of the game it kind of did. It, it flowed similarly. Mm -hmm. Yep, absolutely. So let's go ahead and get into that with the, the third quarter. So this is another quarter we ended up winning by five points. So um, what do you have in that, that uh, third quarter? I thought one of the biggest things, uh, you know, in this third quarter was that uh, uh, Shug Dixon uh, went out at uh, the 928 mark with an, with an ankle injury and she didn't come back the rest of the night. So, yeah. uh, you know, at that point, you know, I just, I just wrote down ankle, question mark, question mark, question mark, you know, how is this going to affect the rest of the game because because up to that point she had uh, she had eight points mm -hmm. uh, she was uh, she was playing really well I mean she was uh, able to create her own shot and um, you know I think she was the one kind of kind of keeping Rutgers in the game at that point yeah I, I would agree with that um, and, and you know I do have to say Lasseter for Rutgers though came in off of the bench and yeah. really gave them some outstanding minutes um, 23 minutes for her off of the bench for Rutgers and she ended up in double figures that's helped 12 points for them. So I thought she, you know, did what she needed to. And of course, you know, Osh Brown is, is their main um, player there. And she ended up with her uh, with the 12 points as well. Um, so going back to our play by play in the third quarter, um, I thought again, just Allie picked up where she left off in that um, first and second quarter by just 45 seconds in. And there was a nice inbounds play that was run for Allie. And she had a nice pull up jumper to, to really score for uh, the first score for um, that half and put us up 34 to 26. Um, and then maybe about a minute and a half or so later, about 726, we had some really great defense again by Mac. You mentioned some of the blocks she had early on mm -hmm. I think we're seeing Mac really slowly coming back into maybe some of her pre-injury form I, I don't think we'll get there this season I think that's just too much to ask of her but we're definitely seeing glimpses and I'm using coach Morin's words from her halftime interview or maybe it was post-game but regardless coach has seen it as well I think we all can say we're seeing glimpses from Mac so at that 726 um we had some really great defense again from Mac, and it really affected Rutgers into a bad shot that ended up going off the backboard, didn't hit the rim, and um, ended up with a shot clock violation. So again, something that you're not going to necessarily see in the stats per se, other than it ended up being a team turnover for Rutgers. Um, the unfortunate thing is then we came down and at 7.15, Lex had a moving screen called on her. Again, just not setting her feet. I felt Lex, um, Alexa was a little unfocused today, and unfortunately that ended up being her fourth foul very early on into that third quarter. Um, what do you have else on third quarter going on? Um, that's, that were, those are kind of the highlights. That, those are kind of the highlights that I had in All the third right. quarter. So. Sure. Yeah, so I had a couple other ones. Um, so I've talked about defense on the offensive end. Um, about halfway through that quarter, I just thought there was a great sequence where Grace Berger had the ball and really ended up with a, a hockey assist, as I think they're called. So she passed it from Grace around the um, around the outside to Chloe Moore McNeil, um, who got it down low to Mac and then got a nice field goal at um, at that point in that 542. 
Um, unfortunately, though, you know, some of those turnovers were starting to creep back in around the four minute mark. Nikki just really tried to force the ball down low into Mac and it ended up with a turnover. Um, overall from Nikki, I thought defensively tonight, she was spot on tonight. Offensively, again, I thought she was really struggling. Um, the turnover bug for her really um, was quite apparent. You know, she didn't put up huge offensive numbers from a point standpoint as well. But talking about Nikki in general for the whole game, what other kind of thoughts do you have about Nikki and her play today? You know, I you know I, I had to chuckle because uh, you know listening to the commentators, they had said that uh, you know Nikki has you know, a pesky de defense. And that's what we've talked about all year mm -hmm. long is like, you know, she's kind of like a gnat, you know, you just can't get rid of her. She's just gonna, she's on you no matter where you go. Uh, so I, I love her, her, her tenacity on, on defense. And uh, she just isn't willing to give up. And, uh, you know, she's, she's willing to hit the floor and uh, um, do whatever it is on, on defense. Now on the offensive side, yeah, she's, she had an off night, but uh, you know I think uh, she she kind of helped make up for that on on the defense. Um, you know there there was a couple other things I had, I did have highlighted um, at the 2:26 mark. Uh, Allie had hit her fourth three pointer mm -hmm. of the night, so she was four or five at that point on three pointers. And then uh, at the 1:10 uh, mark, uh, Grace hit a uh, hit a jumper to put us up 48 to 37. And at that point, uh, that was. <clears throat> That was her 24th game this year of scoring double digits. So uh, I think that's pretty impressive. I mean, 24 out of our uh, 27 games, she's had she's had double digits this year. Yeah, absolutely. Really, again, nice, solid game from, from Grace Berger. And as you mentioned, the score there, 37-48, that would be the end of the third quarter score. I didn't have anything else written down for the third quarter. How about you? Uh, that's all I have. Okay. All right, so um, let's jump into the fourth quarter. So I, I'm going to, again, go back to our defense. About three minutes in, we had Chloe Moore McNeil in there, and she had a steal. Again, it's very similar to a play she had earlier in the game where she, she stole the ball, really took the ball down on her own on a nice fast break for a layup, um, and just got fouled and then ended up making both of her free throws. That put us up 39-52. to 52. And this is where I thought we were starting to really build a nice cushion there. Um, and then right after that, uh, Chloe Moore McNeil followed it up with just a, another steal. And, I'm sorry, I said Chloe, this is Nikki. Um, and then Nikki followed it up with another steal and two free throws. So again, I mentioned earlier where Nikki was really struggling on defense, um, but these were two back-to-back -back plays where Nikki's um, defense just really came out and it really highlighted why she made um, all Big Ten defensive team this year. Um, I was uh, I maybe maybe a little biased, but I thought maybe she, you know defensive player of the year, <laughs> but not quite. So, um, but uh, what else do you have in that that fourth quarter? I do have a couple other ones, but why don't you take some? Yeah, I had, I had noted down both of those steals that you had talked about, but then uh, after that second steal that she had at the uh, at the 5:52 mark, uh, uh, Nikki actually came down and hit a three pointer, and that put us up by 16 points, which was our largest largest lead of the game. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I, you know, I was like, you know, hey, you know, we, we've got things cooking now. You know, our, our defense is, uh, has stepped up. Our offense is clicking now. Um, and then from there, uh, you know, Rutgers kind of started to claw on their way back into it uh, a little bit. And so um, Nikki did get another steal at the 458 mark. Um, but then, like I said, you know, Rutgers slowly just started hitting some shots and we we didn't, you know, we went on a little, uh, little drought there, uh, for about three minutes. 
And, uh, you know, so we, uh, we ended up letting uh, Rutgers back into the game a little bit. Yeah, we sure did. Um, you know, and that was after in the first half of that quarter, we actually went on a nice 16 to six run, as you mentioned, and that got us that 16 point lead. Um, yeah. So, and then of course at the 327 mark, we had uh, an offensive foul on Lexi and that was her fifth foul. So I, again, this, I just point this out, not necessarily because it's a moment we missed. I think it was meaningful though, because it really capped off a game where I just thought Lexi, Alexa was in general, um, again, just kind of unfocused. She wasn't quite there tonight. And it's definitely something that we're going to have to look for correcting very quickly tomorrow when we have our next game. Um, so yeah, we had a, a, a big 8-0 run there from, uh, from Rutgers. So you mentioned Nikki's three that she hits off of that inbounds play from Grace at the 550 mark. Um, Rutgers would then go on an 8-0 run after that three, um, and would finally stop with a Grace pull up at the 205 mark. So at that point, then we we're at 49 to 59. What else do you have in the fourth quarter? So yeah, at that point we were up uh, 49 to 59, and then shortly after that, uh, Mackenzie Holmes got a uh, block with a minute 53 at the minute 53 mark, um, and then Rutgers came down and and scored. So they so they had closed it with an eight again, and then uh, Allie came down and and uh, <laughs> hits her fifth three pointer of the night at the minute 19 mark, and I think that pretty much uh, that pretty much put the nail in the coffin at that point. Mm -hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah, she put her, she made her fifth three pointer, uh, and then Grace added on uh, another jumper, uh, shortly after at the, at the 32 second mark. Yep. I agreed. And then, uh, with about 30 seconds left in the game, Grace Berger would, uh, put a cap in it with another one of her patented, uh, pull up jumpers. And, uh, we would go on to win that game. Then I think, uh, winning that fourth quarter by just by one point with that, you know, run there by Rutgers in the middle. So that, that fourth quarter is definitely uh, a game of runs. <laughs> um, we saw one from IU and then another one followed up by Rutgers, but we were with able to, to withstand it and win 54 to 66. Um, all right. I think next it's probably time to go inside the numbers. So Sean, um, you want to start out maybe with some team numbers and let's start there. Yeah, I, I think uh, overall, you know, tonight uh, team numbers. You know, I, I look at the <laughs> look at some of these stats. I'm like, you know, how 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 did we win that game? Because uh, uh, you look at the the turnovers, and I think we both had uh, we both both teams had 16 turnovers, and then you look at the points from turnovers. Uh, Rutgers ended up with uh, 15, and IU had 20, so we had 20 points off of turnover turnovers, which is really good. Um, but then you look at like the points in the paint, you know, and Rutgers ended up with uh, 28 points in the paint versus uh, uh, we only had uh, 20. Um, and, you know, the big thing that jumped to me was second chance points, you know, second chance points, uh, you know, 17, 17 points for Rutgers and only two for IU. Yeah. So, yeah. I think those offensive rebounds are what, you know, we, we I kind of touched on those early on. Right. So offensive rebounds, we got five, 15 for Rutgers. So clearly they had many more second chances and, and they turned them into second chance points. There was definitely a couple of sequences where they got two and three. A um, couple of times we were able to, you know, bulk up our defense and, and kept them from scoring. But 17 second chance points, again, is something they're, they're really going to have to clean up tomorrow. 
Um, I had all of those same numbers. The other thing I did write down was just the, the points off the, um, the bench for us. We had um, four points off the our, on our bench, all of them from Chloe Moore McNeil. So this is one of the first games that um, was not a double digit points for for Chloe um, versus 20 for Rutgers. So again, we pointed out, um, you know, as you mentioned, Dixon went out for them and they did have a next next player up mentality with Lasseter coming in and getting 12 points in uh, off of their bench for them. Um, the other thing I just wanted to talk on was just our field goal percentage. So um, you mentioned points in the paint. Um, this was a time where we probably didn't need them, but that was because we had such good shooting. So if we, we look overall, we had a field goal percentage of 45%. Um, so 22 of 48 shooting um, compared to Rutgers at 37%. So I thought 45% from the field was really outstanding. And from three point, we were 40%, six of 15. And of course, um, five of those were from Allie. So, you know, just overall a really nice shooting performance from the team. Um, what other kind of team stats are jumping off the page? You know, one other thing that I really noticed was the, the assists. Uh, IU had 18 assists to three assists for, for Rutgers. So a huge disparity there. And uh, that was 18 assists on 22 field goals for IU. So you talk about efficiency. I, I, that, you know, that is incredible right there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Quang in the chat was asking about if their offensive rebounds, I think, was due to one player. Um, Brown on their team had five of their 15, so she did have a third of theirs. But otherwise, they were spread out pretty evenly, two or one for almost every player. Of all of their players that got into the game, all but two, and they, they did play, um, you know, compared to us, they fairly deep. They played 10 players, so all but two of their players ended up with an offensive rebound. So... Thanks for that question. Um, and I, I, you know, how, I think that, um, you know, some of that offensive rebounding and the second chance points had a lot to do with uh, Alexa being in foul trouble, too. Mm -hmm. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, Alexa, uh, you know, being in foul trouble, I think she only, yeah, she ended up with only 23 minutes. You know, on, on average, Alexa's usually playing in that high 30s. Almost all of our starters are. Um, and she was the the low one tonight. Um, McKenzie ended up actually playing 30 minutes for us tonight. So, again, seeing McKenzie getting back into that game shape, I think, is really great. But, yeah, only 23 points from Alexa. We're going to need a lot more from her tomorrow, for sure. Um, do you have any more team stats or do you want to jump into some individual ones? I think the other team stat that we wanted to point out was that, uh, you know, we had uh, 10 steals on the night also. Mm -hmm. we, had, we had touched on that a little bit earlier. Uh, Nikki ended up with five steals during that game. So uh, incredible you know, defensive effort by her. Um, you know, so they, um, Rutgers ended up with 16 turnovers. So we ended up forcing, you know, forcing 10 of those turnovers. Yep. Yep, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, so 10 steals and five of them from Nikki. So, again, I, I don't want people to think we're being hard on Nikki because she had a, a rough offensive night. She was outstanding again absolutely. on the defensive end. Outstanding. So, um, all right. So you want to pick out some individual stuff that we should uh, talk about here tonight? Oh, boy. Um, There's quite a few I think we, <laughs> could, we could touch on. We already talked on Allie's uh, record-breaking five three-pointers. So yes, yes, <laughs> you want to uh, start with her? Uh, yeah, um, Allie, I mean, she went uh, six of 10 overall and, and five of seven from three point, uh, three pointers. So, uh, you know, you're shooting 60% overall on the night. I mean, that, that's pretty good. Um, 
you know, she ended up with uh, five rebounds, six assists, uh, and and only one turnover. So uh, she ended up with a with a great night. Yeah, Allie was superb tonight. This was this is the Allie that we need um, for the rest of the year. <laughs> yeah, if we can dial this Allie in the rest of the year and get Alexa going, keep getting McKenzie going back. You know, I I I think March might be a special month for us. But yeah, again, six assists is great, which leads us probably into the next player we should talk about, which is Grace Berger, who also had six assists. So Grace ended up with 17 points. Um, and six assists, also only one one uh, turnover for her, two steals as well. Um, she shot uh, seven for 14 from field goals. So again, we didn't get a lot of scoring in the paint compared to Rutgers. But when you have your, you know, two of your senior players shooting collectively 13 of 24, um, you don't really need, I guess, your points in the paint as much as maybe some other nights. Um, but overall thoughts on Grace? Yeah, I think Grace had another uh, exceptional night. Uh, they're they're giving her that uh, you know her her sweet spot uh, all night long, you know, which is which is right right off the key, you know, right off the uh, the free throw line. So, um, and and she was knocking them down. And so uh, I, I think uh, you know if she can continue to do that uh, going forward, I think we we should have a really good chance. Yeah, I agree. Um, our other player that got into double digits for us tonight was McKenzie. Um, she did get 11 points tonight, which I believe was her high since she's come back off of her, her knee injury. If not, um, it was it, it was definitely pretty close to it. If not, she has been averaging, I think, around eight and a half to nine points a game since she's come back off of her injury. So overall, again, just you could see um, – some of the rust getting knocked off little by little. Yeah. I felt like there were still some places, you know, that maybe her feet weren't quite doing what she wanted them to do uh, or, uh, you know, maybe missing a shot that earlier in the year she really would have made. So I think she's definitely working her way back into the rhythm of the game. I think the team is working with her as well. You know, we talked about Nikki and her five um, turnovers tonight. Two of them were trying to pass to McKinsey. One of them in particular, I thought it was because um, maybe there was just a timing issue on, on, you know, she was thinking Mac was going to go one way and Mac went a different way. And, you know, Nikki ended up throwing the ball away. So I, again, I think some of those timing, not just McKinsey and her own, but with the team is starting to come back. Um, so what about McKinsey and um, Nikki for you? Anything else you want to point out that we haven't talked on those two? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, like you had said, you know, you could see that uh, she's starting to come back. She's not, she's not there yet. Um, she's still working off the rust, but, uh, you know, I was glad to see that she, she ended up with five rebounds tonight. So, I mean, she, that, I mean, that's telling me that she's getting in there. She's, uh, you know, she's bodying up and, and she's getting physical and, uh, you know, she's, she's fighting for those rebounds. So, um, you know, just gradually, hopefully, uh, you know, she'll continue working at it and, uh, you know, be able to get back to uh, her old self here. Uh, and Nikki, like like we had said earlier, I mean, on the defensive end, she was uh, she was fantastic. Um, you know, she did have uh, two assists to go go along with uh, uh, five steals. Um, you know, and she was uh, four or four from uh, from free throws tonight. So yeah. I mean, that, that you know, she's uh, uh, that was she was really good with the uh, free throws tonight. Yeah, and those free throws, both all four of them came on those back-to-back -back steals that I mentioned. Yeah, so really good. So I don't have anything else in terms of individual or team stats. How about for you? Uh, no, I think that's it for me. Okay. 
Well, next we um, will move on then. So you are listening to the Doing the Work IU Post Game Show. You can catch us live um, following most IU women's basketball games, and you can find us at our website, assemblycall.com, where you can also find a place to sign up for our free IU Hoops newsletter, where we're closing in on 10,000 fans following us um, or subscribed to the newsletter. You can find that at join.assemblycall.com. Again, my name is Kathy Amos, and I'm here with my co-host, Sean Cron, and we are breaking down Indiana's Big Ten tournament win, so postseason win against Rutgers. All right, Sean, it is now time for our game balls. Um, so we will uh, go around the horn, and I literally mean that because while Jeff could not be with us tonight on the show, um, he did send me in his, his game ball and his Hoosier Hustle vote. So I'm going to start with Jeff in his honor since he can't join us. So, Jeff, we miss you. Um, but for Jeff, um, overall, he really um, appreciated Allie's shooting, you know, with the five uh, three-pointers, uh, five of seven. Um, he voted for Allie. But how about, Sean, for you? Who do you vote for game ball? Yeah, I, I've got to go with Allie tonight. Um, the confidence she you know, she showed tonight with her uh, three-point shot was, was amazing. Uh, you know, like we said, five of seven, six of 10 overall, um, just a fantastic night, five rebounds, six assists. Uh, you know, that she really, she really had a good game and, and it was really good to see. I mean, because I know she struggled uh, in some games and uh, just, uh, you know, some games she just didn't shoot um, like we had wanted her to, but uh, uh, she really came through tonight um, and uh, helped propel this uh, team to a victory. Yeah, and I'm going to make it unanimous. I think this was an uh, for me an easy game game ball to pick. Allie, again, you just you, we've been asking more of her at least via the show, and maybe you know subliminally she's picking up on it. <laughs> I'm sure we've had so much to do with it, um, but yeah, Allie for me is, is to me I think again the clear cut winner. Um, so for our past game balls, that makes. Um, Four for Allie now, seven for Grace, three for Mac, three for Nikki, and two for Alexa. Okay, now it is time for the Hoosier Hustle Award, which is sponsored by our friends at Evansville Security Services. Evansville Security Services provides off-duty police officers to businesses and individuals through Indiana. Remember, prevention cannot be measured, so let Evansville Security Services help you prevent a bad outcome today. Go to EvansvilleSecurityServices.com to learn more. So, Sean, I'm going to kick it to you first this time before I reveal Jeff's uh, Hoosier Hustle Award. <laughs> um, I've got to go with Grace on this one. Uh, you know, it, it, 7 of 14 on the night, uh, 6 rebounds, 6 assists. Um, she, uh, you know, she was uh, playing point guard a lot of the night, too. Um, and I think she was just, uh, you know, Crashing those boards, uh, leading the team in, uh, in rebounds and assists. I, I think I, I've got to get the hustle uh, hustle award to Grace tonight. Yeah, you know, and uh, again, this was an easy one for me, which also I had Grace with my Hoosier hustle, as did Coach Marlowe. So, uh, no, Phil, we did not kick Coach Marlowe off the show. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff had a conflict come up at the last minute, and so, again, we're calling Sean in off of the bench. So <laughs> um, Jeff will be back with us again one day. Um, he will not be able to help us this weekend through the tournament. Um, he will be out of town. So, uh, but no, he will be back, promise. <laughs> and, and, I, and I agree with Quang, the uh, honorable hustle. Every game goes to uh, Nikki, uh, uh, Chloe McNeil. Yeah, Chloe Moore McNeil. Uh, yeah. Yep. Um, so, uh, or actually, yeah, he's, he's, he's a, a Nikki. Nikki. Yeah, NCH. So. Um, yeah, I mean, she, uh, you know, 
those uh, five steals tonight were amazing. Yeah, if Nikki uh, can clean up her, her turnovers for us tomorrow, uh, then, yeah, I think uh, we'll be doing pretty good here. Um, okay, so past Hustle Awards for Grace, that now makes fit five Hoosier Hustle Awards. Um, she is tied now with Chloe for five. Nikki has had three, um, to, to your point, Quang. Um, and then we have one each for Mac, Yandra, Alexa, Grace Wagner, Caitlin, and Allie. Okay, Sean, anything specifically else about this game that you want to talk about before we uh, leave it in the dust? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was it was, it was a great first uh, first victory of the Big Ten tournament, um, but uh, like we had said earlier, I think they're going to have to uh, um, they're going to have to uh, clean some things up uh, for this next game. Um, they're definitely not going to be able to turn the ball over that much, and uh, you know they're they're going to need to. Uh, you know, win that uh, rebounding uh, uh, category there. So uh, crash the boards and, and hopefully uh, develop an inside game for this uh, these upcoming games. Yeah, that's great. That's a good segue into our preview of our upcoming show. So we will be back with you again tomorrow evening um, to break down our game against Maryland. So um, Indiana women will move on to play Maryland tomorrow. The game is going to be approximately at 2 p.m. Eastern or 1 p.m. Um, Central. Um, unfortunately, um, you know, Sean and I do have regular day jobs, so we will be watching the game a little bit later, and we plan to go live again at 8 Central, or excuse me, 8 Eastern or 7 Central again um, to talk about the game. So um, IU has only beat Maryland one time in the history. They are 1-12 versus Maryland. That win came earlier this year, though, on January the 2nd. So this was pre-MAC um, knee injury. So this is definitely a game where we will need MAC back. Um, they are led by Angel Reese in scoring. She has 17.6 per game, or excuse me, points per game that she averages. But they have five players. All five of their starters average in double figures. And as a team, they average 79 points per game. So this will absolutely not be a easy game. Um, we need to watch out, you know, for, for Maryland as well. Um, you know, that one win is, is hanging out there and I'm sure they are not going to forget that we beat them. Um, but it's time to get to get back and, and continue moving on and shaking that rust off. Um, this is definitely a game I think we are going to need all five of our starters as well to be on point. Um, we can't afford to have 16 turnovers like we had tonight. Sean's already mentioned the rebounding. It, this is really going to have to be one where they come out together and they play strong together. Um, I, I think the other lingering question as we kind of start getting into the, the lingering questions is Keandra Brown. Um, she played an, an integral role, I think, for our team when McKenzie was hurt, and I'm really hopeful that she'll be able to play tomorrow. Um, we mentioned Ariel Wisney. Um, she was able to come in and do okay in the five minutes that we have, but she's not able to put up and do the things that Keandra does. So I think, it, to me, that is an important and question for this team, in addition to can we get all five of our starters really humming together again tomorrow. Okay, so you are listening to the Doing the Work IU Postgame Show. One last reminder, um, go check out our friends at Homefield Apparel at homefieldapparel.com. Again, if you haven't ordered from them for some reason, um, I'm not sure why you're waiting, but please go do so. They have a lot of great stuff, and you can get 15% off if it is your first order with our code HOME, H-O-M-E. Okay, Sean, it is last call, so um, let's go around the horn for some closing statements. What do you have for us? 
Um, you know, like I said earlier, I think it was a it was a good first victory, um, but we're gonna have to clean some things up. Uh, hopefully, uh, uh, Alexa can stay out of foul trouble in this next game, and uh, like you had said, uh, we can get the, all five uh, five starters, uh, you know, clicking, and uh, we're we're gonna need them against this Maryland team. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a tough game. Yeah, I am too. I'll be curious, especially if we can uh, see how we can do with, with Angel Reese. I mean, she is a phenomenal player. So, again, I think I said everything I wanted to say in my lingering questions about what our, our um, storylines are. I think we all know, hopefully at this point, you know, if you've been watching the women all year, you know what we're playing for at this point. Um, we are still playing for a Big Ten title. It's yeah. a Big Ten tournament title, and we are playing for at least a number four seed, which would mean we would host NCAA games. That's just huge, um, I think, for our, our team, as we saw in a lot of the games they had this year. You know, we have the Purdue game, and we've had some of the other games where our crowd just really showed up, and it can really propel them on, and we've seen that home advantage really come into play, and I want to be able to see that for our, our women in post-play. So this is a huge game tomorrow. We need to, again, keep getting momentum back, getting Mac worked into everything, hopefully counter bounce back, and um, we'll just keep the train rolling. Okay, well, I think that will do it. So if you want to see us do the show live and be part of the live chat, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can go to youtube.com slash assemblycall to do that. And don't forget to also join our newsletter at join.assemblycall.com. A special thanks to John Ringer of Rig Design for designing our logo. And thank you all for listening. And for those of you in our, our chat mob here or with the workaholics, thank you for being with us live. We will be back tomorrow, tomorrow night, to uh, uh, talk hoops again. But until then, keep your elbows in and your eyes on the rim and go Hoosiers. Thanks, everyone. Yeah, thanks, everyone. <laughs> yeah, it was nice to see Phil out there in the chat. Yeah. It was nice meeting Phil at the, the meetup a couple few weeks ago. Absolutely. I guess it's been almost a month now. Can you believe that? I don't know where February went, but thanks, Quang, for always being a, a great supporter of ours. And, yes. Sean, thank you so much for pinch hitting. I know this is not your favorite thing to do is talk <laughs> in front of people, so I appreciate it. And, um, <laughs> and Tony, nice to see you too. Got to meet Tony as well at that yeah. meetup. So, uh, yeah, we, we try to be a little little nicer to Ryan, but to be fair, we probably have some more positive things we can say <laughs> than maybe uh, they did against the, the other Rutgers true. games that's from true. this week. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm glad he didn't have to do the, the post-game show for the, the men's Rutgers no, game. That, so. would, that would have been rough. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the the women, even in their losses, have not, you know, been nearly as hard, I think, for, for us to break down this year. And, you know, Sean has only been on a couple of shows here with me. But, you know, for those of you who may not realize, since we have different last names, um, he is lucky enough to be married to me, sitting across from each other right now. Yes. And, uh <laughs> so he has been right by my side watching every one of these games. So um, don't don't let him fool you. He knows just as much about these women as, as uh, I pretend to know. So I don't know about that. <laughs> All right, great. Um, cool. Anything else, Sean? Yeah, Coin, I agree. Sean, you did fantastic. So I appreciate that. All right, guys and gals, everyone out there listening, thank you as well. Even if you're not in here with us live, again, just a reminder, the women do play tomorrow. 
they will start approximately a half an hour after the first game begin or ends rather. <laughs> um, that will probably be around 2 p.m. Eastern or 1 p.m. Central for those of you in um, Central Time Zone. Um, again, Sean and I have work to do. Um, they pay us, so we feel like we should do the work, I guess. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> um, so bills. we will be back here, though, to talk hoops with everybody tomorrow at 8 Eastern or 7 Central. So thanks, everyone. Take care and have a great night. Thanks, everyone. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader, too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.